Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hey, thanks for joining us. This is Muller, She Wrote. I'm A.G. 
I work for the federal government, so I go by a pseudonym because uh, if I didn't, I could be in violation of the Hatch Act. Meanwhile, our president has removed the words e pluribus unum from the presidential challenge coin and replaced it with make America great again and sells them online like a draft-dodging asshole that doesn't understand what a challenge coin is or how it works. <laughs> with me, as always, is Jordan Coburn. Hello. How's it going, everyone? Awesome. And joining us today again, the incomparable Jesse Egan. Hey, thanks for having me back. <clears throat> hey, you were a favorite, man. We got, we got the most hits when you were on, so we're having you on again. We're using your ass. Is that uh, cool? All right. <laughs> cool. All right. I so like uh, Jaleese is out this week, but uh, she'll likely be back next week. And uh, let's roll right into it with just the facts. Yeah. I was doing my... <laughs> that was my... <laughs> just trying to do Jaleese. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> you, oh, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Is that Jaleesa or Jaleesa. It's a little Jaleesa. <laughs> All right, so Sunday. Let's start with Sunday. Mueller's team responded to the accusations that he obtained the GSA uh, emails illegally. If you remember last week, mm. uh, Mueller had uh, got all the GSA emails from the transition team. Uh, they were using government computers on a government server. The GSA is a general, uh, what is it, uh, it uh, the administration. What are they called again? The government, the government, uh Government Services Administration, that's correct. And so, yeah, the, all, he got all the Government Services Administration emails from the, the entire transition, and uh, he obtained them legally. Now, Mueller and his crew never usually release statements. They're, they're, they're pretty quiet, yeah. um, and I, I'm sure that's by design, but they actually released a statement on this uh, pretty, pretty immediately, in pretty short order, and he said, uh, quote, when we have obtained emails in the course of our ongoing criminal investigation, we have secured either the account owner's consent or appropriate criminal process. Mm. Drop the word criminal in there twice. Isn't I liked that. that. I liked that. Now, Mueller's a smooth criminal. <laughs> now, I work for the government, and I can assure you that at every endpoint, uh, when you're logging in uh, to any uh, app or any any program that you're using and even when you log into windows itself and when you log into the computer there is a warning saying don't expect any privacy this is a government computer mm. gsa also has that um I, I i remember trump was trying to trump's lawyers were trying to claim executive privilege mm -hmm. but uh, he wasn't the president yet so haha nice try uh and then uh attorney client privilege um Whatever. So he's got all their emails, yeah. all their emails from the transition team. So. Did it appear, it didn't, and uh, correct me if my memory's wrong, I thought Mueller was saying, well, we asked for these a while back. They gave it to us. That's that. You're just finding out about it, and that's kind of the issue. Yeah. Right? The Trump team was like, wait, wait, they got these? Well, some stories broke mm -hmm. that were backed up by some of the emails that were gathered. And so uh, including, you know, uh, uh, Flynn telling some top campaign officials uh, that he was going to meet with Russia, Carter Page, uh -huh. stuff like that. So some of those stories broke, and then everyone's like, oh, how do you get those emails? Gotcha. And, yeah, he, they, the, the Mueller team just simply wrote a letter of request to the GSA, and they handed them over. I think it was back in June. It was gotcha. a while ago. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so ha -ha. But, yeah, so we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but um, it was this week that, that Mueller responded, and mm -hmm. I just wanted to cover that. Yeah. Uh, also, Trump said he would not fire Mueller amid rumors that he would do so on the 22nd uh, of December. And we made it through that day, and there were no firings, so, phew. And yeah. you, but you, I, I, again, I can't remember if this is correct or not. I thought I remember you saying he can't really fire Mueller. He can replace 
the attorney general that can then replace Mueller? That is correct. He, by law, cannot uh, fire special counsel. And the reason why, and I, uh, Jordan Parker actually looked into this uh, for me, uh, is there was a case in 1988, um, I think uh, McMillan versus Olson. Uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to check my notes again. But basically, the, the Supreme Court of the United States looked at a case like this, and they determined that special counsel, uh, they did this in uh, 1999, they did, or 1988, they determined special counsel is called an inferior officer. And in Article II of the Constitution, the thing that, that are all the, the Republicans are claiming gives him the, he can fire whoever he wants because mm -hmm. he's the law, you know. Yeah. Uh, it says in Article II that he can appoint cabinet heads, and the cabinet heads are responsible for, uh, but not, he can't, he can't dismiss or appoint uh, inferior officers hmm. and the Supreme Court determined that special counsel is an inferior officer and therefore is only dismissible or appointable by cabinet heads that are appointed by the president so it's like a no micromanaging kind of rule yeah it's hmm. kind of you you can appoint the guys who hire and fire these guys but you can't hire and fire those guys gotcha. just like I, I work for the government Trump can't fire me right that has to go through my boss so right it's kind of I'm I'm an inferior officer hmm. so it's that way um yeah, I'm less than six degrees from Trump. Isn't that gross? That's weird. That's a that's a terrible movie game. Yeah. <laughs> Has so he been in any movies with Kevin Bacon? I'm sure. Yeah, no, uh, probably yeah, he, not. Yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> Maybe I could probably connect them. I mean, he was in Sex in the City with, uh, what's her name, Carrie Bradshaw, Horseface. Okay. What's what's she called? And I'm sure um, she's been in some sort of movie with Kevin Bacon. that we can connect Kevin Bacon or Home to. Home Alone. Wasn't he in Home Alone too? He was. And Donald Trump was. Yeah. Yeah, he oh, was no. in Home Alone too. We'll know. figure it out. Yeah. We'll think about All it. All of America went. <gasps> Tweet at us at at Mueller. She wrote. Yes. Let us know. Give us <laughs> give us six connect. degrees to Kevin Bacon from Trump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take a break connecting him with Russian officials. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a nice one. Collusion Kevin with Bacon. Bacon, break. <laughs> bacon collusion. Mm, that's my favorite kind yeah. of collusion. But yeah, that's uh, something I also wanted to bring up, guys. Follow us on Twitter. I'm out there. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. we're out there tweeting, and but we only have like 110 followers, so we just totally look totally illegitimate. It's so already four times the amount of followers I have. I know. <laughs> I know. With that follow at Jordan's confused. Just <laughs> one of our tweets got like a thousand retweets, and I'm and I'm like with 110 followers. That's insane. Like, that is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he was he he was. They were like, "Are you going to fire Mueller?" He said, "No." He actually technically. He can if he wants to, but that would create a constitutional crisis, and Jordan's going to talk about constitutional crises oh, okay. later, what yes. that means. A crisis is kind of a strong word. It mm -hmm. kind of just means question. Yeah. Oh. It creates a, cons a constitutional question, but it is a, it's pretty fucking crisis-filled, if you ask yeah. me. So he didn't. Nothing happened. Uh, and I will talk a little bit about what uh, Rep or what's, uh, Adam Schiff said um, about it. He thinks that he more perniciously – he says that Trump could fire Rosenstein, install somebody that would then privately tell Mueller to stop investigating things outside of the purview of the probe, mm. including his, you know, Russian money laundering. Yeah. Um, so then also Ivanka and Jared Kushner are being sued for a failure to disclose finances. Politico reported but did not say who the plaintiffs were. Mm. So that's fun. The, the whole family's being sued by a million people, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Jessica, can you explain to me, you were speaking about the side of that? Tilt it like that? The side. I see how she's peeking up into that. There you go. And then, yeah. Like that? Yeah. 
Okay. I think I'm going to tilt my head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we talk like that? Talk like that? All right. Uh, okay, let's, let's continue with just the facts. On Monday, the House Intelligence Committee interviewed Goldstone. That's the big fat guy, the Russian guy who set up the June meeting in Trump Tower. Mm-hmm. Okay. Helped set that up. Uh, so that's that that went down this Sounds week. Sounds like a Bond villain. He, he kind of is. Goldstone <laughs> <laughs> sets up the Russian meetings with Goldstone. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to have to write a, a, a Bond song now for sure. Maybe we can get a like wa- to sing it. like watching Robert Timothy trying to work the knobs when I do stupid stuff. Like <laughs> He's looking at it going, can you turn your head and not do that? Can you... Can you leave the room now? Spiking the highs. Yeah. <laughs> like Spiking the highs. Also on Monday, NBC reported that Trump was warned by FBI in July of 2016, a month after that meeting took place, the big, you know, the Kushner uh, Goldstone Goldstone <laughs> meeting. It's it is, it's catchy. He was warned by the FBI that the Russians were trying to infiltrate and to please let us know if you hear anything. <laughs> Give us a little heads up, Ski. And what's really interesting is at that time, by the time the FBI was warning him, Trump, the Trump campaign was already under investigation by the FBI. Uh, and Carter Page even had a, a FISA warrant out for him. So that's like super funny. And like nine people had already met with Russians. And I'm sure Trump was like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll let yeah, you know, bro. Let you know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, no, no, what you talking about? <laughs> Uh, also, that day, Mueller believes he uh, he stated the Mueller team in, uh, investigation says that they'll be investigating the Trump Russia probe probably throughout the entire year of 2018. So, mm. so them wanting to wrap they it up wrap before it up. Christmas, bye. Mm. You know, no, sorry. I have a quick question about just the facts. Going back to the first fact, so is it if the, if they're actually going, are they going to bring any sort of uh, not charges? Really, but are they going to have to further investigate in any sort of formal process that the emails were obtained legally? Mm. Um, I'm assuming they already did, um, okay. and that's generally something that the IG would look into, the Office of the Inspector General, just like they looked into. Uh, they're the ones who exposed Strzok and his texts that uh, about Trump. Um, that's kind of who investigates the investigation, and okay. then if any, you know, if there's any kind of indication of any criminal wrongdoing. Another special counsel could be appointed, mm-hmm. uh, but you really have to have criminal wrongdoing. You, you, Rosenstein testified um, in an open door session. We all watched. I went over it. That if he's going to appoint a special prosecutor, there has to be um, some sort of uh, indication of criminal activity. He, right. he's, he's legally not allowed to appoint a special prosecutor just because the Republicans want to. Mm. Right. Um, on Tuesday. McCabe, he's the deputy director of the FBI, testified before the House Intelligence Committee behind closed doors. Uh, Chuck Grassley called for McCabe to be fired. Um, He was testified two days for 17 hours. Uh, And I think this is part of the the effort to discredit the FBI. Yeah. McCabe's getting tired too, huh? He's worn out. And it didn't work because the only couple, the only couple things that were gonna, they, you know, if the Republicans had gotten anything on him, they'd have leaked it. Uh, but the only things that came out of that meeting that we've heard so far is that he corroborated Comey's story that he told him right. about um, Trump's loyalty ask after it happened, um, because Comey told five or six senior officials at the FBI because Comey's not an idiot. Comey's my homie. And that the dossier, the Steele dossier, was a legitimate um, 
item to be used to open an investigation. So mm. he, the only two things that came out of that whole 17-hour you know, charade to try to discredit the FBI are two things that hurt the White House. So F you. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. gave a conspiracy theory type speech, uh, politicizing the FBI, saying they're you know out for his dad, and that the that the, the, he's claiming the FBI paid for the Steele dossier, which is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Hmm. Uh, under Comey, you know the super liberal FBI. Yeah, it's weird how they're <laughs> trying to paint the FBI as like some sort of weird, like like the KGB or something. I don't know exactly what they're doing. Democrat Hillary in the pockets of Hillary, you know. Yeah. Like, you can't even smoke weed and work for the FBI. Like, I've had really good, legitimate friends try to get jobs at the FBI, and they just can't because they can't pass that background investigation. The FBI is known for uh, for being right-leaning, and nobody yeah. cares because they can do their job. Investigating isn't something that really can be – the rules that are in place at the FBI and the Department of Justice exist so that bias can't inform the investigations. And, it, and it's – goes through OPM on merit-based promotions, so you, you can't even take anyone's political leanings in, in into account when you hire or dismiss people. So it's it's the, the reason they're doing this is to try to discredit the FBI because they know when shit hits the fan, the only thing they're going to be able to say is fake news. That's their only defense. Which um, they've been laying back groundwork They have. When they pivoted the from months. he didn't collude and he didn't conspire and he didn't break the law, he didn't obstruct, when they pivoted from that to... So what if he did? He's allowed to. He's the president, and collusion is not a crime. Uh, Al Capone was president, kind of. Yeah, that's uh, well. He's got a lot of mob ties. That's yeah. for sure. Trump has a poster of him in the Oval Office, just hanging up on the wall. Right next to Andrew Jackson, where oh he boy. berates Native Americans underneath. Is it that old like syphilis picture of Al Capone? He calls him an Italian. <laughs> like that's his. Uh, oh, buddy Al. Hmm. Uh, James Clapper this week, former director of national intelligence, uh, referred to Trump as a Russian asset. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, on Wednesday, he said, yeah, Putin knows how to use an asset. Totally. Ooh. <clears throat> that's, that's strong words from, yeah. from a former uh, director of national intelligence. On Wednesday, Senator Warner uh, spoke on the Senate floor, uh, basically saying that any attempt to remove Mueller would be seen as a gross abuse of power. Basically warning the Republicans, you got to stop coming after the FBI. you got to stop yeah. coming after the DOJ. It's almost criminal what you're doing, and we really need to, you know, any, and if you try to do anything, if you try anything, man, that's we're going to call that gross abuse of power. So Warner sounding the uh, alarm bells. Also, um, a subset, this is fascinating, a subset of the Republican members of the House Intelligence Committee, these are the guys who keep stonewalling everything and stacking up the interviews and mm -hmm. making it really difficult. They want to wrap everything up by the end of the year. Mm. They're the guys who like had the interviews with uh, Ga um, uh, Rona, Graf, and um, Alex Sater in New York mm -hmm. after the holidays, mm -hmm. during the tax vote, so that only staffers could go, the actual, se the actual House members couldn't be there. So the, the, there's a subset of the Republican members of the House Intelligence Committee led by Devin Nunes, that asshole. They've been working on the down low in parallel to the House investigation into Russia, even using some of the top secret evidence um, that's gathered by the, the House Intel Committee for the investigation on the Russia probe in an attempt to discredit the FBI's use of the Steele dossier. They're even trying to look for criminal activity in the FBI. They're basically getting together and having little powwows. They've probably consulted with the White House. That's not a fact. That's my theory um, mm -hmm. on it. And it's that's just 
amazing to me that that's allowed to happen. Uh, they did not inform the Democrats. Um, and that may have been what prompted uh, Senator Warner to make that speech on the Senate floor. Uh, resistance marches were even planned ahead of time had Trump tried to remove Mueller or Rosenstein by moveon.org and uh, hashtag March for Truth, saying that if, if they were fired uh, before 2 p.m., uh, the rallies and marches would begin at 5 p.m. the same day. And if it was after 2 p.m., it would be at noon the next day. That's still a standing thing. I mean, it, it wasn't just for if, ha if it happened on Friday the 22nd. That's I mean, going forward. If this happens, there's going to be a lot of marches. We've got several here in San Diego that are ready to go. <coughs> All right, on Thursday, documents obtained by the Mueller investigation confirm that McGahn, Don McGahn, the White House lawyer, not Trump's lawyer, but the White House lawyer, mm. communicated with Trump that Flynn had lied to the FBI and possibly violated the Logan Act. I'm going to go into depth a little bit on that Kay. one on that one later. Uh, if you've got any questions, you have a chronology of that of when that happened. I kind of do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to talk about that. Um, uh, I'm thinking some of those documents were in the transition team emails. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Trump's attorneys met with Mueller's team, hoping to get a letter of exoneration, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that funny, right? Yeah. Like, you guys, we're th it's They're like, like, wait, but have you just tried asking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worst they could say is no, <laughs> and it's obstruction. <laughs> Worst that could happen is obstruction of justice. I just picture Trump walking in like, so where's my apology? Yeah. You know, I'm here for my apology. <laughs> I want a big tremendous apology. I want my letter. <laughs> I want my letter of exoneration. Exoneration. I don't know what exoneration means. <laughs> and he, so he uh, he didn't get that, huh? No, hell no. Mm. Uh, <laughs> in fact, we don't know what happened at that meeting, but two sources say, and this is not, I can't call this a fact because these are my sources. Mm -hmm. uh, two, uh, two sources say that the lawyers, after the meeting, had a shouting match in the parking garage. My guess is they were <laughs> yelling at each other like, no, you fucking tell him. I'm not telling him. No, you tell him. I'm not Trump's going back lawyers? there any hand. <laughs> Should we write a fake letter up and just give it to him and, and pat him on the head and let him go to golfing? Like, <laughs> Trump's lawyers had a shouting match afterwards <laughs> is what you heard? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Oh my God. No, that's not. That is not reported anywhere <laughs> other than sources on Twitter. So, meh. But that's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't not say exoneration. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Right. Yeah. We didn't uh, say he, no. He, he didn't say you're not. Yeah. Oh, God. That's funny. Where's my apology letter? They write him like a little apology I letter, like with a like a drawn <laughs> seal. My sources from say the, the meeting <laughs> ended in uproarious laughter when he mentioned being <laughs> exonerated. <laughs> they were probably just like, "Yeah, we're here, man. Uh, I'm supposed to ask if we can get a letter. Like, sorry. <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. How embarrassing." Uh, McCabe testified uh, that Comey told him about the Trump loyalty ask. We know that we know that the mm -hmm. Trump loyalty ask was when you know after that whole thing happened with uh, with Flynn. Shortly after the firing, he asked mm -hmm. uh, Trump, "Do I have your loyalty? Do I have you? Are you on my side?" He asked him twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Comey's no dummy. He he documented the shit out of that, and he told high level FBI officials five or six of them. I think his answer to it was like, "I'll give you honest." Loyalty, right? And he said, yeah. I'll be honestly loyal. It's something like that. I'll give you like, loyal honesty I'll or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I won't ever lie to you, bro. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Cummings also sounded his own alarm bells to protect Mueller and defend the FBI uh, and the DOJ, calling them the cornerstones of our democracy. So I thought that was a nice little speech. Before, he, before they went into the testimony for McCabe, they, they got some answers out. I mm. questioned him a little bit. 
uh, Wyden also spoke on the Senate floor saying he would indefinitely hold the nomination of the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for Intel uh, until the Treasury complied with his request to get unclassified material, unclassified material from the Treasury uh, and any effort to obstruct would be considered a criminal act. So he also sounded some alarm bells. We got Warner, Cummings, Schiff. Schiff is the guy who talked about he could fire Rosenstein mm -hmm. uh, and replace him with a guy who will on the down low tell him to stop investigating money laundering. And Wyden, all sounding off this week, you know, to protect Mueller. Hashtag protect Mueller. Yeah. Um, now, th is this, uh, this all goes back to how mad uh, Trump was at uh, Sessions, right? He was mad that Sessions um, recused himself. Recused himself, and then Rosenstein appointed. So it's he, he kind of he would love to get rid of Rosenstein, right? But he, he sort of it puts him in a bad puts spot. Him in a bad spot makes him look really bad to do that. Right? It 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 opens up a Saturday Night Massacre situation with, the, with Nixon, mm -hmm. and and so he's so I honestly I, I'm I'm kind of on the side where I don't think he'll do any of that. I think they'll just continue this. Um, discrediting campaign mm -hmm. of Mueller, the FBI, and the Department of Justice, which is so sad and such a shame. Uh, and it's also a danger to national security. Yeah, it's very scary. Uh, and, I mean, this is the path a dictator takes. They shut down the press. They shut down anybody who could have any oversight over them. They yeah. got rid of the ethics guy. Like, we don't need an ethics guy. Um, and that's – he's on the path, you know. And he said his three favorite people are Xi Jinping, um, Putin, and Erdogan. Mm -hmm. Who are just gross dudes. And throwing a little little trail of tears -y Jackson in there. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gotta have some trail of tears. Oh. Got a lot of heroes. This guy. Gross dudes. That's my political educated PhD yeah. uh, evaluation. Gross dudes. They're gross dudes. <laughs> uh, Friday, New York Times reports the federal court in Brooklyn will subpoena Deutsche Bank for Kushner's financial records. Yay. Mm -hmm. I think these parallel New York state investigations going on at the same time as the federal investigations are just Mueller's insurance policy that if any pardons happen, you can't pardon a state uh, crime. So, haha. -ha. It's interesting how much I've learned about politics since this has happened. I, I didn't know that, you know, before all this. Oh, yeah. Didn't know a lot of this stuff, but that's interesting that you can't pardon state crimes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So. And that's one of the big reasons I wanted to do this podcast is I just think there's a lot of, you know, regular people like you and me walking around out there who are like, it's kind of on the radar, but, I mean, this is all such significant stuff. And learning about how it all kind of works and fits together, I think, is, is yeah. crucial to, to – if, we were, if we're going to rise up and, and resist any of this, it's best to, to be armed with knowledge, you know? Yeah. I mean, the president's not the only one that can pardon people, though, right? I mean, governors, you know, you, when they give the call from the governor for when you're on death row, could he put pressure on a governor to pardon a state crime? The governor in New York? I don't know. I'm just sort of <laughs> thinking about that same route of I can't fire this guy, so yeah, I'll get someone to fire him. I can't pardon this person. Let me get someone else to pardon. That's a good question, and they might be able to, but the governor of New York is never going to do that. The current governor of New York. Right. Any, any current or future governor of New York mm. would, would never do that. That's, that's, a, that's a blue, solid blue state. Right. Um, so if he's got any crimes in red states, he's probably good to go. Right. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think the Alabama courts are going to be yeah. filing any charges wow. <laughs> against okay. Kushner anytime soon, mm. although they might just hate him because he's Jewish. Um, also, did you know this is an interesting fact? Uh, Chris Christie is the prosecutor who put Kushner's dad in jail. I have read mm -hmm. that. That's so interesting. That's why I think they we hated. We talked about that on one of our really old episodes 
when we were talking about a meeting when Chrissy got asked to leave. We only have eight. And they like switched the yeah. One of our (laughs) earlier, one of our really old years ago. I would say (laughs) around there. (laughs) I think you're right, and I just I for some reason that came up into to my attention again, and I was like, huh. It's great. It's a great little detail. Uh, Saturday, Lewandowski and Bannon were called to testify in the House Intelligence Committee, but they haven't responded. Lewandowski was the other campaign manager mm-hmm. that got fired uh, to allow Manafort to come in mm. because of his great work in the Ukraine for Putin mm-hmm. uh, and his, you know, locker up chant that he stole yeah. from his Ukrainian. Uh, I think you had him on a Indictment Fantasy League once. I did. He's still on my Indictment yeah. pick well, list. Yeah, heading that way. It looks. <laughs> he's a top pick. He is. He's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna win me some cash, <laughs> <coughs> and that's legal. Um, so that's it. That's just the facts, you guys. We made it through it. We made wow. it through this week's facts. A lot of facts. Uh, so it was facts. a relatively sleepy week. We were all kind of worried about Friday. Like, I was just sitting there on the edge of my seat on Friday, like, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? But uh, we yeah. made it. You mentioned McCabe. I, I read today he said he was going to resign or he was stepping down after next year or something. Absolutely. Or and I'm going to talk I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, first of all, there was an interesting uh, thread on Twitter about – the GSA emails and what I find interesting and no one reported on this this is again this we're going into theory now Mm -hmm. we've left the facts in the past and we're going into theory theory land and what had happened was Trump actually installed a lawyer named Beckler who used to work for Giuliani's law firm Mm -hmm. at the GSA he was working at the GSA and he, he he had supposedly given Trump the wink wink I got all your emails I'll keep them private well, that guy died. Oh God! <laughs> oh. So when, when? <laughs> oh, the, and that's how. So Mueller's when Mueller team got the sent the letter, nobody was. Watching he wasn't out there, and he, and the GSA's like, "Yeah, man, here you go." <laughs> Their inside guy had died, <laughs> and they forgot to replace died. him. Yeah. But that's what Trump's, Trump has forgot to sort of appoint yeah. or replace people all throughout gov- yeah. the government, right? Yeah. So. Well, you know, you're making those cuts. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to keep all of his affairs in order. It you know, is. All the little yeah, usually you have intelligent people to help you do that. Yeah. You must be so pissed at that guy for dying. I know. Right? <laughs> He's going to find him. I will find him. fire your whole family. <laughs> We're going to get a Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to sue him. and fire you again. <laughs> He's going to be so pissed. <laughs> you're fired. What does he say? Yes or no? <laughs> He's Ouija boarding him that you're fired. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Um, that, that thread was interesting. And then also I spoke to Jordan a little bit about, remember how I talked about how Contreras, uh, the judge overseeing Flynn's case recused himself. And we thought for sure the Republicans were going to grab onto that and say, Oh, he recused himself. Oh, violence inherit the system of being repressed. Um, sorry. I don't know where that Holy Grail moment came from, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, what, 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 Jordan said was that, and I found this interesting, and this might be why the Republicans never glommed onto this, mm. he was a FISA court judge. He used to issue FISA warrants. He may have been in, he may have been the guy who issued the Carter Page FISA warrant or any of the FISA warrants attached to this mm-hmm. Russia probe back in 2016 when the FBI was investigating this. And because he has knowledge of that, he might have had to recuse himself for conflict of interest. Hmm. Um, so that's it, the end. Interesting. Um, the FISA, by the way, is Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Um, it oversees requests for surveillance warrants against foreign spies in the United States. Mm. That's the kind of shit we're dealing with, with this administration. Um, also, 
I wanted to talk about the list of high-level FBI employees that Comey entrusted with his uh, the things that had the, tr the Trump conversations, right. basically, that he courted in the room, asked him for his loyalty, told him to lay off Flynn, all that shit that he recorded. Mm -hmm. He told, like, five guys. And what you were talking about is um, McCabe, uh, who had to testify for 17 hours yeah. behind closed doors, now has said he's going to resign. Okay, mm -hmm. there's one gone. Another guy, Baker, he was a uh, general counsel for the FBI. He got fired. He's gone. Two gone. They're just going down this list of yeah. Comey's corroborators and picking them off. The other three guys that he told are named uh, Jim Rabicki, David Bowditch, and Carl Gaddis. So look for their names to come mm -hmm. up in the news. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make a pretty bold prediction that they're going to come up and try to be discredited mm. at some point because they can also corroborate Comey's story. Ha-ha. Interesting. Their testimonies still, though, are just as legitimate, right, even if they don't still hold that position? Correct, but the, that now they have – they just have a talking point. Yeah. Like, well, he quit. He got fired. He retired. He court of public uh, whatever. Court of public opinion. Right. Yeah. So if enough uh, Republicans come out and sort of discredit these, I guess that, that is a win for them or – yeah. Their their base follows that, and then the Congress uh, goes along with it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Congress has now a, a reason, a quote unquote reason, to not impeach. Yeah. Which is <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> 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 so now Cong it basically gives Congress, the Republicans in Congress, a reason to say, no, we're not going to go for impeachment, even though all this stuff came out because the FBI is discredited and shameful, and the DOJ is discredited and shameful, and all these people who testify and corroborate Comey's story are shameful. Mm. Uh, so no, we're not going to because – and that's basically what they're going for. And that's why these secret group of Republicans are trying to get a report together on the FBI to discredit the dossier and to, to basically throw the entire FBI and Department of Justice under the bus. Maybe they'll bring in a private, um, a private <laughs> intelligence, you know, that just happened to have like Russian accents. Goldstone. <laughs> Goldstone. <laughs> Call Goldstone. <laughs> bring in the private. They're called Spectre. Oh, um, and then I want to talk a little bit about McGann and and our little Priebus. But first, I wanted our to little Priebus. <laughs> I wanted to hand the hand the the torch over here to Jordan because I wanted you to to talk about exact. We keep hearing this a constitutional crisis. We have a constitutional crisis. If uh, Trump fires Mueller, if Trump mm -hmm. fires Rosenstein, we have a Saturday Night Massacre. It's a constitutional crisis. So mm -hmm. take it away. Yes. Uh, so this has actually been brought up about a year ago when Trump was being investigated for his money laundering things, and it seems to be a term that people just throw around, sort of maybe. Slightly haphazardly, just in terms of legal jargon, I was watching uh, a panel on Rachel Maddow show. Sorry for John Spurlock, our ultra-conservative <laughs> guy's going to love. Oh, what a great source. Um, Fuck you in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you in the heart. That was but one of your comments. Was, it, was that a uh, Twitter comment, or what was that? Yeah, that was a, on, on our on our Facebook page. One of the one of the fans. Uh, yeah, one of it's our just logistically fans. not even possible. It's just <coughs> shout out to those fans. Strange, That's yeah, Marquis de Sade level shit. Bird. That's what I'm talking about. You yeah. have to have, and I said you have to have a super tiny dick to fuck me in the mm. heart valves. <laughs> it really gets you around the holidays. Just mm. right yeah. in the cockles. Really fucks That's you right why in they're heart, called you know? cockles. Is that why? <laughs> the cockles of the heart. I don't know. Chestnuts. Okay. <laughs> no. I don't know. I like that. Um, anyway, so on MSNBC, there's this panel, and it was a bunch of legal analysts just talking about the 
specifics of the term constitutional crisis. Um, so technically, a constitutional crisis is defined as a crisis of government administration. And that is literally it. So it's very vague. <laughs> that is not a <laughs> <Yeah>. long definition. <laughs> to be fair, that was Wikipedia. But <laughs> what these people were talking about was what's more likely is it's just a question of uh, – it's a constitutional question that's arising not yet at a constitutional crisis mm. level, but ultimately, I mean, I think crisis is just a hyperbolic word that maybe people are latching on to a little bit because this feels like a crisis. It feels but pretty crisis It does, yeah. It is pretty terrifying. But really, I think what people mean when they say that is these are issues that are bringing up things that are unprecedented, and there have not been precedents that have been set for them and tried and true in any regard. So it kind of brings up a... We don't know what's going to happen, really, when all of this begins to materialize further. Um, like Al A.G. <laughs> mm. talked about, <laughs> Senator Mark Warren of Virginia, top Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, Warren fell senators Wednesday that it would be a quote-unquote constitutional crisis should President Trump fire special counsel Robert Mueller. Uh, so when he's saying this, I guess the interpretation of it is if he fires that, that creates – just basically an issue where technically he can do it, but it's not in the best interest of the government or the country, and right. how do you really proceed? <coughs> we now point. have a legal question that mm -hmm. has to be litigated, but as I said, uh, the courts, the SCOTUS, has held up uh, on several occasions that he can't. So, so it's like he commits a crime, but yet we can't prosecute him for it because he's the top dog of the law and that sort of thing? Well... That he, constitutionally, he violated something, but... There's not much the, we can do, and that's the crisis. Part the, of well, it? the court, the the question or the crisis is, is the court has to decide if he's allowed to do that. Mm. That's the question. That's the crux of of what a constitutional crisis is. Basically, somebody's done something that's uh, usually it's never been litigated before, and there isn't an answer, and we don't know. Mm -hmm. Like I think that there would be a constitutional crisis if Mueller were to indict a sitting president. We've never seen that happen, and it's never been litigated in the Supreme Court as to whether or not that can actually happen because he's the head of the mm. department. He's the so there's no real top law dog. set up for this yet because it's never come up. Well, it's in the Constitution, but it's never been argued in court. Mm. Okay. So it's it's covered by the Constitution, but the Constitution, as we know, is pretty vague. So, for example, when Roe v. Wade happened. Um, and they, they sued, and they said, well, our interpretation of the Constitution is, is that women have a right to choose, and the court decided, yes, that's the case. And since then, they've upheld that decision. Every time somebody else sues, or if, if somebody tries to come up with a law that you can't have an abortion, or they're going to shut down abortion clinics, or mm. make you have a, a real uh, a hospital environment or something, that the, that the court will decide. that They'll get sued. It'll go up to the Supreme Court, and they'll, if the Supreme Court decides to hear it, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's settled in lower courts. They'll say, no, nope, we're going to uphold this again. That's unconstitutional. Okay. So forgive my uh, confusion. Uh, Jordan, is this, would this be an example like when he says transgenders can't be in the military or something via tweet, and then the courts come back and say that's not cool, or a travel ban gets overthrown? Would that be a, a constitutional crisis where mm. he's doing something unprecedented like that, and then they have to litigate it? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, Jordan. What, what, what would you say? Yeah, I do think that to that question, a lot of the times these issues arise is over overreaching executive, you know, mm -hmm. actions that he's taking. So him saying that I can do this, and then 
in the Constitution, maybe it's it's vague or it's not laid out exactly what he can do, and okay. then that's why it goes to Supreme Courts for them to They're like, We're not get so it, sure try to. But I think what you're asking is that. why are they putting the tag constitutional crisis specifically on firing special counsel and mm. not on these other asshole moves? That he's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Ultimately, if it's going to lead up to his impeachment, where the constitutional crisis piece really comes in, or constitutional question is, if the House moves to impeach him after, let's say, all of this, you know, goes well, relatively, <laughs> and and he get and then they move to impeach him, and then he just says no. Also, that's a that's another thing that could happen too, which has never happened before either. He just rejects and that too, like I'm sitting, yeah, I'm sitting on this throne. There's there's multiple there's multiple times I think that people are predicting a constitutional question is going to arise throughout this mm. and there isn't a set precedent of how to proceed legally and how to really litigate something like that because yeah it's also just never i been guess done the before. crisis would be if they present this evidence to congress and then they decide to just ignore it or you know not impeach him based on Mm-hmm. Maybe there's you yeah. know, overwhelming <laughs> evidence. I, I would think that would yeah. qualify as a I crisis I think that feeling well. where, where everyone has this idea that we have three branches of government that are all supposed to be checking themselves equally, and that's how the wheel keeps going around in a way that yeah. we're all comfortable. When something happens and it's your gut feeling is, oh, clearly this is wrong. This should be wrong. But then there's all these, you know, oh, technically there's no real technical answers for it. And then you get this outcome that's – very scary to a lot of people and seems blatantly wrong and then the other side is saying oh no it's totally fine that's i think a constitutional question and then as far as just the national people goes it seems like a crisis at that point Mm -hmm. it's scary and the other thing that uh, i think that a lot of republicans don't realize is if if he fires Mueller, the special counsel has to be replaced and the investigation has to continue so firing Mueller doesn't get rid of all of his problems. In fact, I think it just adds to it. So that's why I think that he's mm. not going to do it. They he would continue the investigation along the same lines, or do you think they would revise it and say, okay, we, we can't look into any of your real estate? Or you can't whatever. revise what the original scope was, but you can. Basically what happens is if Mueller wants to investigate money laundering, for example, mm-hmm. it's within his purview to do so, but he does have to bring that to – he has to bring all these things he wants to investigate to the to deputy to right? the deputy attorney mm-hmm. general who then says yes yes no 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 yeah and he hasn't said no to him on anything yet right. uh, as he testified to I'm not just making that up sure um, so what could conceivably happen as as Adam Schiff was uh, suggesting is that somebody could be replaced you could replace Rosenstein with somebody who would tell him no 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 right uh, but the original Russia probe um, interfering continue. with the elections cannot be stopped. It's it's how it was written. That was the scope, and it was because he fired Comey. Yeah. So this podcast may change its name, but it will continue. <laughs> it may not be Mueller she yeah. wrote, but it'll be somebody she wrote. Then it'll yeah. be weird because it doesn't make sense anymore with, oh, the, no. with the murder she we'll wrote. Have to rebrand <laughs> yeah. trope, and I have to have a new have to have a new logo made. It was like I had when I had two turtles <laughs> named Laverne and Shirley, and Laverne died, and I just had a turtle named Shirley, mm. and like what is that? <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for doing Oh, do you have more? Uh, yeah, sorry, really quick. So then on, on the other side of the coin, there are people that I've been reading, and this is a Democrat, actually, that said this, and it's Alan Dershowitz. Do you know him? Yep. yep. Okay, my first time uh, learning about this guy. But he went on Fox News, also was brought on as a liberal, which really pisses me off. Dershowitz? Such, yeah, is he such a – I, tr- I try to do as much research as I can on this guy just to try to justify, I guess, how he's being brought on as – I get, I don't know. 
he's just very pro. Ugh, whatever, I digress. I'm sorry. I was going to go into Israel Palestine, but that's, that's, neither, <laughs> that's neither here nor there right now. Stay in the scope. Special <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But. <laughs> Uh, but he he went on Fox News and he was making the case that if Trump does get charged, it would be a constitutional crisis because he so strongly believes that Trump does have the ability to direct, you know, what Comey is supposed to investigate and what he's not supposed to investigate. Mm. And, and he's making this sh- case he feels so strongly about maintaining the fabric of our Constitution that he cannot be charged with obstruction of justice because there's nothing so far that has been technically illegal that he's done and that's i mean how do you keep your eyes closed to so much so much stuff it's called money jesse yeah it's called money Uh, i honestly here's a little theory i've got i think donald trump is blackmailing uh uh this the members of the house intelligence committee and some of the other republicans because he's got dirt on him if you remember wikileaks didn't russia didn't only hack the dnc they had hacked the rnc i think trump has that juice from julian assange via putin and he's holding that over their heads did you hear him lay on the compliments during that tax bill rose garden (laughs) thing we are the best you trump you're the best brightest man the world has ever seen and i love you and i want to lick your butthole they had that that one where his his cabinet uh, was at the table and they have to go around and compliment him and (laughs) yeah right one nice thing about why they're so happy that they're part of the team he's got he's got dirt on these motherfuckers that's why he got the tax bill through that's why corker flipped that's why they're all trying to discredit the doj and the fbi i think he's got dirt on these guys Mm. um another interesting thing that happened was that uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about who Alex Sater is. He's one of the guys that they just kind of crammed the interview with and put it, put it off to New York with some staffers because it wasn't important. Sater's like an ex-mafia guy. He was arrested mm. uh, a while back uh, for a, a huge like $40 million uh, stock scheme or something. And he would have gone to jail for a really long time, but he cut a deal with the FBI and became a witness for them. And they helped, and he was infiltrating the mob on their behalf. And he was also doing land deals with Donald Trump this whole time. <laughs> so this is a big, and, and, and uh, you know, a lot of these land deals went through or were kind of eased off on by the mafia. There were definitely some payola going on there, mm. probably with Russian money c- funneled through Deutsche Bank, which is why we need his tax returns and why they were subpoenaed in the first place. So all this is happening, and this is an important dude. And they're just sending House Intelligence Committee staffers on, they interviewed him the day that the, they had to be there to vote on the tax bill uh, so that the, the actual, you know, staffers, the actual wow. uh, representatives, representatives from the House yeah. Intelligence Committee couldn't ask this guy questions. And then Rona Graff has been the gatekeeper for Trump since, you know, up to when, when Hope Hicks took over. And I think she's still there. She's the person who would send and, and receive emails on behalf of Donald Trump. Uh, and all of his land deals and real estate deals for the last three decades. Mm. And she got shoved off onto a Friday after uh, Congress had left. We aren't sure if, if some of the Democrats showed up to that interview anyway. Um, all we know is that it was because the session ended on Thursday, uh, and so they're on vacation. I'm hoping some of the Democrats went to New York uh, to, to, to be there, but I don't know why they did this in New York. I'm hoping it's maybe because the, uh, the attorneys general in New York want to be there so that they can bring state charges, yeah. but That'd I don't nice. know other than just to make it really difficult. Um, so that I thought was really interesting. And then also a little thread I found on Twitter 
was talking about McGann. Now, McGann again. He, McGann again. <laughs> McGann again. <laughs> he is the senior White House attorney. He is not Trump's lawyer. He's, that's an important distinction hmm. uh, because uh, basically the White House has been refusing to answer the question about when Trump knew Flynn lied to the FBI and broke the law. That's the big ask. What did he know? When did he know it? The whole Nixon mm -hmm. echoes. Mm. When did Trump know, right? And we've heard McGahn say he told him and all this other stuff. Uh, and the reason that they don't want to nail down this date is because it would provide evidence of corrupt intent to obstruct justice. And that's the hard part to approve, mm -hmm. uh, to prove when, when you're doing an obstruction of justice case. Rachel Maddow did a great breakdown. She's like, let's say you backed your van out of a driveway. You saw a guy run down the street, and then you saw two guys run after him, and you backed your van out of the driveway to stop those two guys from chasing that guy. But then later you found out that those two guys were cops, and that guy just robbed a bank. You don't have any culpability because you didn't know. But if that's your friend running down the street and you know he robbed the bank and you backed the car into the cops, you are now criminally liable. That shows corrupt intent, and that is the part that, need, that they're trying to uh, nail down mm. yeah. uh, on Trump. And I'm sure Trump was just trying to save his friend from two big mean guys. <laughs> 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 so I thought that was a really well-done analogy that, that, that uh, Rachel put out there. I love you, Rachel. Uh, my husband has a crush on you. <laughs> and I have a crush on Anderson Cooper, so we're not getting anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we just watch our unrequited, unrequited crushes funny. every day on <laughs> television. Uh, so, yeah, that's why the White House doesn't want to say. And that why it was so dumb when he tweeted that I fired, Co I fired Flynn because he lied to the FBI. Because you just admitted to, to – you just proved in obstruction of justice corrupt intent. You knew when you fired Comey uh, that, uh, that he was investigating Flynn for actual crimes. So, according to a report released this week, and this is, this is only coming out from one news source. It hasn't been corroborated by any other news sources, and I want to make that clear. But according to a report that came out this week, McGahn researched whether Flynn lied or violated the Logan Act after he met with Sally Yates. He researched. So that means he knew, and that he also told Trump, the report came out that he told Trump in an email, in writing, that he knew Flynn is possibly lied to the FBI and could have been guilty of violating the Logan Act because Sally Yates told me. Oh, and then Sally Yates ended up being fired. Interesting. Mm. Well, the White House blamed McGahn for not warning. When, when they finally did, 18 days later, when they did fire uh, Flynn, they, when they were like, why did you wait so long? Yeah. They said that McGahn told them everything was fine. They blamed McGahn for not warning Trump about Flynn, which probably, if I were McGahn, pissed him off. Oh, yeah. So McGahn put this all in writing uh, and turned it over to Mueller. Um, now, what's interesting is, is at the same time, Reince Priebus, uh, I think he's also on my, on my yeah, fantasy indictment so league, my fantasy indictment team. Uh, Priebus blamed McGahn, uh, uh, saying in February on Meet the Press that McGahn told them Flynn had done nothing wrong. Not just didn't warn them, but said Flynn didn't do anything wrong. So Priebus already met with Mueller. Was that White House lawyer the same White House lawyer for Obama? No, I don't think so. No, no. Trump appointed Trump so appointed. So Trump appoints that lawyer. Yeah. So regardless of whether it's the White House lawyer or not, it's a it's a it's a Trump, Trump appointed appoints. McGahn. Okay. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you can't imagine a, an Obama lawyer would. No. No. Um, so Priebus had already met with Mueller by then. So did Priebus lie to Mueller about McGahn? Did Priebus also say? what he said to meet the press? Did he say McGahn told us everything was fine? If he did lie, and he said McGahn told them Flynn did nothing wrong, he'd be calling McGahn a liar, right? Mm -hmm. His life, come again? Yeah. 
Come again. <laughs> What's interesting is McGahn and Priebus have the same lawyer. Okay? Yes, the White House <laughs> lawyer has a lawyer. Okay. I know what you're thinking. So what that means is that if Priebus and McGahn have conflicting stories, that attorney can't represent both of them because it's a conflict of interest. Oh. That means they're singing, they're singing from the same sheet of music, which means Priebus flipped on Donnie. Hmm. Priebus told Mueller. He had to tell him the same thing McGahn told him. So Priebus told Mueller, uh, yeah, no, actually, uh, McGahn did tell us that he, he lied to the FBI and maybe violated the Logan Act. That is just bolstering. Wow. So now not only do you have McGahn, you have Priebus uh, saying he knew, um, and you have Comey, uh, his testimony, and all of his corroborators. So now you're actually looking at, I think, enough evidence of corruptible intent, corrupt intent, excuse me, uh, of obstruction of justice. And, and they have the physical documented evidence of this, that McGahn researched the Logan Act and he looked to see whether, Co wh whether Flynn had lied to the FBI uh, and the communications that he did, in fact, tell Trump, Priebus, Pence. Somebody's got all those GSA emails. Mm. So, haha. So, that again, there's only one thing, one place reporting that. So, I thought that was fantastic. That is. So, so that's conjecture right now. We're not sure. That was one report that yeah. came out. Yeah. Uh, potential reliable sources. Kind of like how that, uh, just today, I think, there's news that in a meeting, Trump called Haitians, said all Haitians have AIDS, and that... <laughs> today he said that? Yeah, and that Nigerians, uh, if they ever got here, they would just never want to go back to their huts in Africa. Uh, and I don't know what he's talking about. They're all princes. There were two... <laughs> there were two... And Michael Castleberry all is all... Nigeria, yeah, he just pronounced it wrong. <laughs> oh, uh, and I, I would say the only, th I'm not surprised that he said any of this. The only thing I'm surprised about is that he knew Nigeria was in Africa. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that surprises me. He didn't really yeah. say. Uh, there were two sources uh, in the meeting that said that. That, that all Haitians have AIDS? Yeah. Basically? Like 20,000 Haitians came over and his response was, ugh, they all have AIDS. <laughs> oh, my God. That, I mean, it sounds very familiar sounds very you know yeah i feel like that's something he's already said yeah i think so yeah mm, make america great again yeah. taking e pluribus unum off the challenge coin that e pluribus unum our motto one from uh, from many one latin mm. meaning we stand tall on our diversity we are a nation of many are they going to change the line in wizard of oz now <laughs> which one we make america great <laughs> the, the, the wizard of oz didn't he say oh. e pluribus unum yes, was like the, the inventor guy He's gonna, like, i want to change it in everything <laughs> yes i don't everything, want go back oh, no. i don't want any diversity anywhere. dorothy we're gonna make america great again we're gonna make it my little again. dog too your little dog too. Like I'm surprised Tudor. he doesn't actually have a bromance with North Korea. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, maybe they're just too. He's similar. like, yeah, that guy's actually all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. if you're friends yeah, with maybe. North Korea, you don't have a reason to play with your dick rockets. True. Mm. So you can't do that. You have he to did have. Say, some I would never call him small and tiny and dumb and <laughs> whatever. And fat. And fat and old and dumb. I, I wanted to be good friends, but I, I guess I won't have. To. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, yeah. today, interestingly enough, Donnie tweeted, um, All Africans have gonorrhea. <laughs> is that 
funny. Yeah, freaking Sam Gunnery. People from Egypt have <laughs> malaria. He's just he's just uh, attributing all sexually transmitted just, diseases yeah. to different populations. Yeah. Malaria is not. I don't know why I came up with that one. <laughs> Uh, here's some Got tweets from an hour ago. <laughs> Remember, the Republicans are 5-0 and in congressional races this year. In the Senate, I said Roy Moore would lose in Alabama. <laughs> Why are you bringing up... And I supported Luther Strange, and Roy lost. They both lost. He supported Roy Moore, like, with his mouth. That's gross. Um, <laughs> I just met with his words. <laughs> uh, Virginia candidate was not a Trumper, and he lost. Good Republican candidates win big. His staffers right now are telling him, please don't campaign for Republicans yeah. in 2018 because you are political poison. And he probably threw a fucking fit. And that's why he's <laughs> tweeting yeah. this. Uh, and then he also <laughs> tweeted, uh, this is pretty Ooh. messed up. This one's pretty messed up. Uh, How can FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, the man in charge along with Leakin James Comey, of the leaking James Comey, <laughs> he's, he's got, got gonorrhea. Like, <laughs> you know, yes. He's leaking. Oh no! Leaking James Comey of the phony Hillary Clinton investigation, including her thirty-three thousand illegally deleted oh, emails. Oh, you mean the boy. one that helped you win the election? How can McCabe be given seven hundred thousand dollars for his wife's campaign by Clinton puppets during an investigation? And then he said, "FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe is racing the clock to retire with full benefits." 90 days to go, question mark? Is he going to fire the deputy director of the FBI? Because when he fired the director, that went so well for mm. him. Uh, wow, FBI lawyer James Baker was reassigned, according to Fox News. He tweeted that today. Was that this, all one tweet? Did they no. double the number of characters <laughs> just for did. Trump, by yeah. the way? No, that was three tweets. Like, yeah, we're going to need 280 him. characters for this windbag. <laughs> yeah, we need longer rope for the president to hang himself oh, with. Is that yeah. what they did? Or I like, don't know. He could say more against himself if he just... But today, FBI lawyer James Baker reassigned. We knew that days ago, and he knew that probably because he orchestrated it. He's a lying sack of fat shit, and I hate his guts. Um, um, but there's no bias on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I just wanted <laughs> just to thank everybody for tuning in. Please follow us on Twitter. We need to look a little more legitimate than we do. I might even put in our little bio, like, we're brand new. <laughs> uh, like, in training. You know how people were in training? Yeah. <laughs> in training I wore mine for, like, two years. <clears throat> uh, next week, it's going to be a quiet week. It's the week between Christmas uh, and the New Year's. Uh, Donnie will be tweeting, I'm sure. So that might uh, have some interesting effects. I'm sure the hits will keep coming. Um, What's he going to tweet for Christmas? My uh, God, you know? Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody except the Muslims and the Jews and the Mexicans and all the Haitians with AIDS. Yeah. No, they don't celebrate Christmas. They celebrate AIDS. AIDS Day. <laughs> oh, my God. He's such a horrible, horrible man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if there's any news next week, and I'm sure there will be, this, the, uh, like I said, the hits keep coming. This doesn't slow down, um, yeah. you guys, and, I, and, it, and it should be because it's the holidays. But we'll see, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, so I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Jesse Egan. I'm AG. Thank you so much for joining us again, Jesse. You were awesome. Thanks everyone, for having me. Everyone have a happy holidays. You Merry too. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we can say it again. We can yeah. say it now because we couldn't say it because before we couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. Oh, I got beat up at CVS the other day for trying to say it. You now did I can not. Say it. No, of course not. Okay. All right. Well, we love you and thank you for thank you for listening, you guys. Please uh please subscribe to us on Podbean because we get free stuff. Podbean. Thank you. Podbean. All right. All right. <laughs>
Thanks very much. Have a good one. Thanks. Hi, I'm Harry Littman, host of Talking Feds, a roundtable that brings together prominent figures from government law and journalism for a dynamic discussion of the most important topics of the day. Each Monday, I'm joined by a slate of Fed's favorites and new voices to break down the headlines and give the insider's view of what's going on in Washington and beyond. Plus sidebars explaining important legal concepts read by your favorite celebrities. Find Talking Feds wherever you get your podcasts. M-S-W Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.